Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. And as you can tell, Peyton's lovely voice is coming in through a cell phone because, uh, well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but <laughs> good quality podcast. We've been only doing this for near 400 episodes, and we're, we're still doing this. Yep. Yep. Still amateurs. <laughs> very, very. Well, at least one it's of the us amateur did. hour. Yeah, what one of us is an amateur? The other one's quite the uh, professional these days. Well, that's just the way God made me. <laughs> that's right. Top Gun podcast style. So, do you Wait, hear? I the, saw you on the. Uh, I saw you on the Christian Christian Business podcast. You didn't just see oh, me on it. On. I co-host it, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me about that, man. Well, Dave Negri and I have been doing, um, long story short, Dave came to me years and years ago. He's out of Florida because he needed help with his business. And he'd been on my newsletter list for a couple of years. He'd been reading my stuff. So he hired me to help him with all of his, uh, his marketing. And when I looked at all of his marketing, I'm like, dude, you're doing everything right. Like, what do you need me for? He goes, I need someone to just do it who I know they know how to do it. So he's like, it's not that I don't know how to do it. I don't have time for it. And I'm like, okay. And he was like literally the easiest client I ever worked with because I didn't have to explain anything to him. Like he understood what worked and what didn't. So when I said, let's do this, he goes, let's do it. Give me the pieces. I put them together. And, um, And so that started our relationship all those years ago. And... He's been in my masterminds. Um, 
Turns out he's a elder at his uh, church. He goes to a Costa Mesa, not a Costa Mesa, a uh, Calvary Chapel, sorry, church in Florida. He happens to be an elder there. And um, so when we started the Church Planner podcast, I was telling the guys in my mastermind group, I'm like, you know, this is something you guys might want to look at is starting a podcast. So he started something called Contractor Secret Weapon. And because um, he's a he's in the contracting industry. And so after doing that for several years, he just got tired of doing it, right? It's a lot of work. You wouldn't know this because you don't actually do the yeah. work. You just show up and be pretty. And that's awesome, right? And so, <laughs> um, so I, he's, he stopped it. And so I came to him and I said, hey, you know what? I'm thinking I want to get into in the contracting market with uh, marketing. Can I take over the podcast? And he goes, well, how about this? He goes, why don't we do it together? I just don't want to do any of the work. I want to be a Peyton Jones. I want to sit there and look pretty. And I'm like, okay, because I got all the systems in place. I, I know how to do it all. And Let's be honest. You do ugly well. I do ugly really well. I've got a face for podcasting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the face and the voice. And the for voice podcasting. for podcasting. And so I um, so we he and I started doing that together. And we both were like, feeling unfulfilled in doing it and he wanted to move like where god's been calling him is helping christians understand it's okay to be in business it's okay to make money if you're good at that that's what god's called you to um you don't have to all go become a pastor of a church you have to do what god's called you to and so he's like you know that's that's really the message i feel like god's placed on my heart and so I, I want to do wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. I heard somebody coming on. I make my money the old fashioned way. I got run over by Lexus. Oh, man. Sorry. I wish I we had our soundboard so bad. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, we'll continue. Sorry. I was breaking. He said, I feel like this is what God wants me to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I said, that's fine. Cause I actually, we'd, we'd been uh, doing some marketing and some stuff in the contractor field. And I was like, you know what? I just don't, I don't feel it either. Like, I don't feel like that's where I really want to be focusing my time on. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's do, we're going to change it up. So we literally just after, I don't know how many episodes he has, like probably close to 400 and we'd been doing contractor secret weapon for six months together by this point. Um, we just said, all right, we're going to close down Contractor Secret Weapon and we're going to start the Thriving Christian Business Podcast. And which is kind of funny because the initials are TCB. And so we cannot like get through that without going, taking care of business. I mean, just like, <laughs> like so the good. worst initials ever. And uh, well, isn't, isn't that, that's, um, who's that guy? Uh, uh oh is it dan dan brown no dan something where it's like you know the 60 days you know work for yourself in 60 days and that's his theme song hey, oh is it business. yeah that's, that's funny. cool though that's kind of like having the name pete mitchell and being you know the the marketing maverick i mean that was just meant to be I cannot wait until the next Top Gun movie comes out and people know what the name Pete Mitchell means again. Because none of these millennials know. Right. I mean, that movie came out in 1986. So, 
you know, for about 30 years, I used to get all the time, oh, Pete Mitchell, you know, like Maverick and Top Gun. I'm like, yeah, I never heard that before. And now that I'm yeah, 44, no one remembers. Kid in school with that name. Yeah. If you weren't the coolest kid in school with the name Pete Mitchell growing up in the 80s, you were doing it wrong. Dude, I was the coolest kid in school. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can actually kind of believe that. I definitely believe you were the coolest kid in Biola after hearing the stories. <laughs> no, definitely wasn't the coolest I kid in Biola. Know, I also know that you were the coolest camp counselor ever at, that, at Hume Lake. That was true. I wasn't at Hume Lake. I wasn't that counselor at Hume Lake. That is for sure true. Yeah. Okay, wh- whatever Christian camp it was, those stories are epic. Yeah, that was great. That, those were good times, man. Those were really good times. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what uh, that's what started the old Thriving Christian Business Podcast, which, by the way, if you want to get our nine steps from taking you from where you are to where you want to go in your business, then you need to head on over to tcbsolution.com, and you can pick up the nine steps. And, of course, once you do that, I've got a great little video where I take you a little bit deeper through the nine steps, and I invite you to set up a call with me, tcbsolution.com. Yeah, baby. Represent. The more you know. Hey, and uh, one of the things that I get to do, because I'm working with Exponential now, is I get to host another podcast. This is a commercial time, but no, not really, but I host a podcast, but I don't get to pick the guests. The guests are limited to the top 100 reproducing churches, but I have a guest for you, Pete. I talked to a guy this week. He is a professor at Asbury University, and he's been working with two doctoral students on analyzing John Wesley's business practices for uh, fueling mission and ministry. And oh my gosh, I had the biggest geek out conversation. When I was done, I was like, Pete needs to interview this dude. Like, in fact, we should get him on our, Hey, hello. Hey, wait a second. I have this podcast. I got an idea. Why don't you and I do a podcast together (laughs) and we can bring great guests like that on it. Let's just say that right now I'm coming back. I'm about to hop on my regular computer, but I am building a house and I'm coming back from Home Depot with a $400 roto hammer, which uh, if you don't feel manly buying a roto hammer um, that costs $400 and is heavy, um, you're, you, you don't know what it is to be a man. Um, and, and so this is my life right now is it's nuts. So my brain is not firing on all five cylinders, man. And I have eight days, eight days, count them that, uh, I've been getting up super early and going to bed super late working on my, uh, textbook, which is in its final drafts during the day. I work for exponential and, uh, early morning and night. I have no life. This is what I do. I work in a salt mine called Sonderbin and I mine salt. For church planners and uh, you will be able to partake of such said salt in March 2021 when uh, church plantology the book comes out it was going to be jump school the book but uh, they said no we're saving that one that one's special I'm only going to refer to it as jump school the textbook yes see you understand I just want to All confuse right, well, the me, listeners who have who have suffered with us for near 400 episodes. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me now? Do I sound better? You do Can sound you better. Can you hear me now? Oh, good. I just got off the CarCast uh, 
you know, I can't, I can't hold my, my phone up to my ear as a responsible podcaster and talk on my phone and drive at the same time, but I can hold my phone up to my ear and podcast at the same time. See kids, what you need to know is that even though we've been setting aside the same hour for, I don't even know how long we managed to find something to put in its place that makes it. So we're either late or we have to leave early or we have to do it in the car. That's just how we do podcasting. Yeah, I know. And by we, I, I mean Peyton. It's called work. <laughs> by we, I mean Peyton. And not only, not only do I have to work, uh, with some of us around here, people have to work. You know, Man, that's like, that's your like choice. That's your stuff. choice. I but, choose not to. <laughs> Which if you too don't want to work, tune into the Christian Businessman. <laughs> Go to tcbsolution dot com and sign up to get my nine step uh, roadmap blueprint, whatever you want to call it. And on top of that, like I said, today, you know, I, I, I had everything masterfully engineered where I would not have to leave the house. And my framer, who's it's the last day today, is like, I need, the, I need this and I need that. So I had to go get my roto hammer, which will save me a couple grand. So I bought a $400 toy. You know, you could have rented uh, it. I saved right? myself about two grand. You could have just that? rented it. Well, if you rent it, it's freaking $100 no. a day. Okay, how many days does he need it? You said he only needed it today. It was his last day. No, 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 no. What you don't understand is he only has to do five to put posts in. I've got 36 more to do after today. And it's not fun, my my amigo. It is not going to be fun. It is going to be hard. But I'm going to be like Popeye. I'm going to have the biggest freaking forearms and I'm going to go around. And next time you see me, I'll be like, Ugh, you know, I'm going to be like, Ugh. you ever notice on Popeye how when he's walking around? Like well, let me just, let me just answer your question before you even go any further. No, I don't watch Popeye. So I've you never noticed. Well, you've never seen Popeye? It's not that I've never seen him. I don't watch him. I saw him when I was a kid, Dude. like one or two episodes, but you know. What? No, you know, in fairness, though, because your dad. Was he a was a smoker. He had an eye problem. He clearly was on drugs. Do you think that went over in my house? Oh. So, so if you watch those cartoons as an adult now, I kid you not, like the Me Too movement, it's got problems. It's problematic because uh, Bluto is like a total rapist. Like he is totally sexually assaulting all of that is the, the... I would I would be surprised if they can even show that cartoon on TV anymore. It is it is it was a, a product of its time. Definitely not okay by today's standards. Should shouldn't have probably been okay by anybody's standards at any time. Wow. But I mean, he's a masher. All he's doing is like making the moves on her and squeezing her and kissing her, and uh, you know, and and it, it, it's not good. It's just not good. So interesting. Anyways, so, okay, where are you going? Hold on one sec. Mm, professional podcasting time, boys and girls, here on the Church Planner Podcast, where family comes first. Okay, I'm back. Okay, we're back. Only professionalism here. Only. Did you even know I was gone? I am so not cutting any of that out. 
Oh, please don't. Yeah. I stopped editing sure. like, I don't know, a hundred episodes ago. I'm like, ah, forget it. Let it be. Nah. What's the point? Hey, so you check know, this out, that's man. Flavor. That's character. Check this out. I've been, uh, I've been reading up on a new, uh, a new type of diet that I'm sure you've heard about, but it's crazy. I might give it a try for 30 days just to see what it's like. Yeah. The carnivore diet. Is it called like, what is it? The carnivore diet. Oh, where you just eat meat? Well, you eat only animal products. Absolutely zero carbs. None. That sounds completely healthy. Ironically, the, the, the medical doctor that wrote the book on it, like literally wrote the book on it. He like justifies everything in such a way. And he's, there are people, there are whole people groups that like, that's all they do. They don't eat any vegetables, any carbs at all. And they live just as long as everyone else. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of people who've been living on straight carnivore diet for apparently decades. And in fact, Do you Jordan know Peterson, what the number one. Did you hear that Jordan Peterson's on it? Is? Did you hear that Jordan Peterson's on it? No. Yeah, he, he, Jordan Peterson and his daughter both suffer from a lot of um, chemical issues like depression, yeah. uh, anxiety, yeah. stuff like that. And the, they've been on medications their whole life. And when they went on the carnivore diet, both of them were able to come off all their medications and they have no issues anymore. Is that crazy or what? Really? Yeah, he did a podcast no, with diet, Joe Rogan diet, about it. Diet's a crazy thing, dude. Oh, no it's kidding, a right? crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the number one uh, contributor to longevity is sleep, believe it or not. Uh, I actually, I do believe that. I have, uh, I've seen a lot of the studies on, on sleep. And, uh, and in fact, in, in Okinawa, which I thought was kind of interesting, you know, where they've got all these people who live a really long time, all of the, uh, yeah. the centurions, all the people who are over 100 in Okinawa, they, um, they all pretty much, sorry, Peyton just jumped on the, uh, on the, the, the zoom call. Hello. Hello. Peter. Peter. Oh, you got to turn off your phone, bro. I know. There you oh. go. Did you hear that echo? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Famous movie. That's from hello, Peter. Uh, that's from a hook. Yes. They, uh, they all eat red meat. That's the one Look. universal factor for everyone in Okinawa who uh, who lives over a hundred. They're all red meat. Me. No, I'm not. Oh, but they're in, they're probably eating like that Kobe beef that's uh, insanely fat. He, I actually yesterday I watched the uh, they do the all of them, all of them who are on the carnivore. They go for the fattiest cuts of meat, man. Um, but he he actually got into it with Joe Rogan, not aggressively, but I mean like Joe Rogan was asking him questions, and he's like, look. You know, people are, are asking me all the time. They go, you know, should I eat grass-fed beef or should, you know, I just get the stuff at the store, the regular, you know, off the, the rack stuff. And he goes, this is what we know. If And he goes, let me put this in an MMA term because Joe Rogan is, you know, the commentator yeah. for UFC. Yeah. He goes, if grass-fed beef is GSP or Conor McGregor, right, the number one, <laughs> then the other stuff at the store is the number three competitor. He's like, that's all the difference it is. It's not, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Sure. If you can get it, if you can afford it, do it. But if you can't, 
it doesn't matter. Like that's not the determining. I mean, it's so fascinating because, you know, after a year of, of, you know, having what I refer to as my lifestyle change and changing what I eat, I'm totally captivated by all this stuff because I've seen how what you consume, the difference that it can make in your, your body, in your mind, in your energy and in, in everything. Right. And uh, that's when I was like, I'm reading all this stuff. I'm like, huh, man, I might, I might give that a, a whirl for 30 days because I'm almost a carnivore right now on the carnivore diet based on oh, what I eat. Cool. There's, I, basically, I have like one avocado a day cut up over a couple of meals and uh, maybe a couple of pieces of Ezekiel bread. And then just depending on if we have broccoli or a sweet potato at night, but that's it. Like, and that would be really easy for me to cut out. So I don't know that I would even feel that much of a difference. Yeah. But I'm curious. Would you, you would cut vegetables out then? I almost have them cut out now. The only vegetables yeah. I eat is broccoli, maybe a few times a week. Yeah, man. I love vegetables. I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know if I see any benefit of cutting those out though, you know? Well, I, and that's the thing is uh, I think it comes down to what makes you healthy because each individual body is so different. Isn't that trippy? Yeah. So, trippy. so I, I would say whatever makes you healthy gives you the energy that you need. You feel really good. Um, I wish marshmallow, like, you know, that marshmallow. Uh, I wish all like, the processed foods was actually healthy. Yeah. Uh, no, you know that. Okay. So, you know, that comes in a jar. It's like a plastic jar. It's made by Kraft. I don't even know what it's called, but mayonnaise? it's like mayonnaise. <laughs> no, we can't have mayonnaise in my house because Andrew worked in a supermarket. You know, it's always the mayonnaise jar that breaks in a supermarket on the floor, right? When we come around an aisle, it's mayonnaise. So Andrew's like, that put me off. Cleaning up gallons of mayonnaise put me off mayonnaise for life. But you know, the the funny thing is that I don't. They call it like puffed or like I don't know. Like it's 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 like God blew a kiss into a marshmallow and it blew up into a plastic jar. God blew a kiss into a marshmallow. <laughs> and it's so bad. But if you, if you, Hey, if you give me that in a spoon, a tub of that and a spoon, I, I'm, I'm not responsible for what happens. There's a line that's never been spoken before in the history of mankind. <laughs> you, you're the one that gets to take ownership of being the first to say that line. I just want you to know that that's actually uh, there's something to be really many proud more of. in my upcoming book. Let me just say there's actually not, you know, it's funny. I I've written this book. My, my editor, wait, 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 wait you've got another book coming out. Yeah, Please yeah, tell let me us talk about, about it. Let me talk about it. I love talking. It's like, it's like how you like to talk about yourself. I love talking about my book. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> that was a rad joke. Come on. That was funny. So, uh, you made me do a double take. I'm like, man, am I really talking about myself all the time? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm trying to make it fun for the listener. Resist. I mean, no, you know, come resist. on. I couldn't resist. No, not at all. So, uh, but I do want to talk about your Father's Day plans after this. But uh, no, my editor yesterday, it was cool because he's an academic uh, editor. So I, this whole time I've been afraid to talk to him. And because, uh, you know, you got you to gotta mute your personality when you're writing academically, which I did. And uh, which probably was a good thing, but um, so you don't talk about the rug, how it brings together the room. I can't, I can't, I, I I mean, I'm sure there's some Easter eggs in there, but he did still say, you know, I had to, uh, you know, reference a lot of your films, you know, you just tell me what it was like to work on it. But, um, but he, he said this, this is the book I wished I had when I planted. So he planted years ago. 
And uh, he's leading a large church now up in Michigan. So he's a freelance academic editor and they hire him on. But man, I, I can't tell, like it was rad. He was like, look, it's an honor to work on this book. I think this book's important. So that was cool because he edits like NT Wright stuff and uh, he he's one of their big boys for editing. So I was like, hey, this is cool, man. So my book might turn out to be decent because the whole time I've been writing, I'm like, this book sucks, man, which is what authors do. Well, and, and readers. And it may suck. <laughs> and, and, and readers when they read your book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they may. They may. It's, it's a mixed bag. Anything can happen with this book. This book will not be like my other books. Kind of like Michael Jackson in the Thriller video turns to the girl and says, I'm not like other boys. This book will not be. He says, I'm not making that up. He says that. Well, and boy, wasn't he telling the truth in that statement. Hey, I saw the documentary. I, I don't, I don't watch that kind of thing, Peyton. I'm better than that. We did pray that we wouldn't say stupid things on this podcast. Apparently my prayers aren't, aren't working today. Well, that was your prayer. Maybe. So what are you going to do for Father's Day? Nothing. I don't know what, what am I going to do? Man, it's your day to be like, all right, family, what would make you got to understand my wife's birthday was, uh, just the other day. So I can't like do really nothing on her birthday. Then be like, Hey, it's father's day. <laughs> Let's do some fun stuff. It's, no, it's you not work. played that wrong for sure. No, Probably. you definitely needed to, you needed to play that differently. You, you, you needed to like spoil her. So when the day came, you're like, right, everybody, yeah, the thing is we couldn't the... go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. It wasn't like, no. I, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. It's the COVID. That's it's the true. COVID. That's true. Same with my birthday. Like nothing. It was like at first, like we were going to go to star Wars, Disney. That was the plan all year. Then that didn't happen. So then I'm like, well, let's go to the nerd store. You know, it's like this nerd hobby store. Nobody ever wants to go there except for Liberty. She's, she kind of into nerd stuff a little bit. She's the only cool person in your house. She is, exact, thank you. See, they call it the nerd store. It's, it's the cool store. And uh, and then because no one wanted to go there, um, well, that was closed. You know, that, that that was my chance. I missed that. Then I settled finally for Barnes & Noble. And we pulled into that parking lot because I like books. Um, walking around Barnes & Noble is like heaven to me, right? We pull in, that's closed, and I look over at GameStop across the way, and that's closed too. Strike four, baby. Nothing is open. I did get notice uh, notification that the movie theater that I go to is opening on the 10th of July. I got another month to wait. So that segues perfectly into our topic. What to do with the anger, Pete? What to do? <laughs> Since we're running out of time and we should actually, you know, get to the topic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, now that so, I have my uh, roto hammer, and uh, you know I'm on, and we're we're we're, we're broadcasting. Notice I are. let you talk at the whole. That was my trick at the beginning of the podcast was to just ask you questions, let you talk. That was rad because yeah, my sound no, was I so it. terrible. Yeah, it was. but it was fun though. I should listen more on this podcast because I actually enjoyed what you, know, you said. Th- this is what's funny to me. Okay, you guys, if you listen to the episode <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we had a guest on. <laughs> Peyton used to do this to me. Peyton and I had another podcast called Hardcore Church Planning. <laughs> and on said podcast, 
Peyton like the day before to be like, hey, we're interviewing this guy. He wrote this great book. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've never read the book. I don't like, I'm not a theologian, clearly. Peyton is. I'm not. So he brings this guest on a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like sitting in the background going, what am I doing here? What This is hardcore church planning all over again, which I quit. I said, I'm out. You do this. Notice how when Pete's gone, the podcast dies because no one's there to do all the work. And I was just like, I had to text Peyton. I go, hey, look, man, I love having guests on, but they have to be guests that have nothing to do with a freaking book because you tell me like 30 minutes before and I haven't read it. I know. I know. Well, you know, it, 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 in fairness, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to say. There's nothing. <laughs> but I, it, that was hard to put hardcore down. That was like putting old Yeller down. You know, I was whimpering the whole time. You know, now that's something millennials don't know about is old Yeller. And I tell you, not Disney Plus. I, I keep looking it at on? it like it is. So Old Yeller Plus. is not the kind of movie that you can watch more than once. Uh, oh, I begged it. I can watch that a million times. No. Fawns cry. You can't watch a movie that ends on a sad note. Like that's, there are a few universal truths. You want to know what's going to make your sci-fi movie fail. If the robot at the end of the movie is tore up and broken, as opposed to the robot at the beginning of the movie, it doesn't work. Like you, huh. the robot, like, R2-D2 and C-3PO have to be cleaned up and be there at the award ceremony, or it doesn't work. There's just a few universal truths. You can't kill a dog and then expect people to come back. See, and that's your kryptonite. We've been friends for what, like seven, eight years now? I don't know, but it seems like a lot longer than that. if If Pete Mitchell has a soft spot, let me tell you, it's dogs, man. Dude. I'm a dog guy. I'm you a are, dog and, guy. And that's, your, that's where the old softy in you comes out. I watch you. I watch you enough. It's also where I think some of your biggest uh, humorous moments come. You send dog memes. Now, our cat memes, I have to say, are not like the dog memes. The dog memes are always something funny or cool about dogs. But every cat meme Pete and I have ever sent to each other usually involves a cat getting crushed in some unfortunate manner. With something like hang in there, kitty. I texted that to you this last week. (laughs) The cat. We have a long history of cat memes. Hang in there, kitty, with the kitty with his head stuck in the garage door. The cat, half of its body, (laughs) it's stuck in the top of the garage, not the bottom, the top of the garage. Just his body hanging down. It says, hang in there, kitty. (laughs) Dude, did you see the meme that Ruben posted on Facebook? And the guy's like, how pro gun are you? Everyone should have guns even nukes and it's the dog and it like gets closer and closer and closer. And it's like the dog is smiling and it's all, especially nukes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that was hilarious. Yes. Oh my uh, gosh. That was funny. Is that, that dog's face? Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, what's funny though, is when I saw that dog's face, I picture you, man, like that, that that's, I, 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 you look nothing like the dog. Don't get me wrong, but it was such your attitude right there is like that encapsulated <laughs> Pete Mitchell right there. That was great. Oh so, man! Hey, so seriously though, right? Like, uh, kick us off, man. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's open this topic. Let's get down to this week's topic. No wait, no wait. Great Scott, let's get this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. All right, give us some background. Why are we talking about this? 
I don't know. You're the one who said, hey, this is what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll blunder my way through this one. Okay. So uh, today's topic is what to do with the anger. So um, obviously when everything happened with George Floyd, and if you're here like, hey, we're still talking about this. Yeah. Hey, listen, the world's still talking about this church planner. Yep. All right. Now I know church planners don't ask that question. Church planners are like, yeah, no, I'm listening. This is great. Now pastors may ask that question, right? Cause if you're listening to this and you're a pastor, you're the whipping boy of this podcast. So uh, if you're asking that question, it's because you haven't been paying attention. You haven't been listening to the community and what the world wants to talk about. And if you know anything about sharing the gospel, you know that you, you contextualize it based on what other people are talking about. As Pete likes to say as a marketer, you enter the conversation people are already having. Yep. So, you know, here, here we are, and this is the conversation going on around us. Now, what to do with the anger from a few weeks ago, right? Um, anger is a neutral weapon. It can be used for good, and it can be used for bad. And I think what's happened, I, you can feel a blog coming on in me because – I believe in the use of righteous anger, and I believe that also that anger can quickly turn to unrighteous anger. And I think what we're witnessing right now is both righteous anger and unrighteous anger mixed together. So there's that whole thing in the scripture where it says, in your anger, do not sin. There's also a, a Psalms, one of the early Psalms where David says, lie on your bed and be angry. Um, and what he's talking about there is like a... Um, uh, and that's that's the context of do not sin um, in your anger. Do not sin. That's the context of that that reference. Um, David's pondering something in his bed, and he's he's angry about something. But he knows that I can't take this to a sinful action or response. You know, th there are those that would argue, and I read a book um, where the guy very effectively argued. Um, now, now, listen, I'm not giving validity to the truth itself. As soon as you study logic, you, you, you learn that someone can make a really good argument for something that's not true. It can be logical. It can, it can be well-supported, well-documented, but it may still not be true. Um, but, you know, he, he made a very good case that anger um, was evil and wrong and should never be tolerated. Now, I don't personally believe that. I don't think he... Uh, you know, definitively proved it from the scripture. But what I would say is that, um, you know, that there is a way to deal with the anger that everyone's feeling. And, and what's happening is there is anger that, you know, like we said, we all felt angry about George Floyd, right? Um, everybody felt angry about that. But now what's happening is, the anger that people initially felt may not be the same anger that people are feeling now. I wonder if now what's starting to happen, what we're witnessing is now anger at people's responses is mm. taking over from the original righteous indignation that happened surrounding George Floyd's death. I just wonder that I'm, I'm not emphatically going to say, but, but I'm, I'm analyzing culture. I'm analyzing people's responses. Pete, what do you think about that? Uh, well, that's a deep question. Let's face it, much deeper than any question I've ever been asked in all of my life. So, uh, uh, sure. 
Well, I mean, I could see I you mean, wanted to type. By the way, you're live on Facebook. They're looking at you right now. Oh, I know that. Adam just that. said hi. Oh, hey, Adam. How you doing? So, it, so I mean, but what are your thoughts, man? What do, What are you feeling right now in these? There, there are some people. Uh, I don't know if it's a majority or not. Right? I have no idea. That I believe are righteously angry and seeing what they they saw with George Floyd and then uh, the recent shooting. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, I did a whole podcast on it with Dan Sams, uh, the black guy who was shot at the Wendy's by the cop. Yeah. And there is, there is a lot, in some cases, righteous anger because of what they have personally endured over their life. And, you know, I think Will Smith said it best. He, he said, and I don't know if he actually said it. It was a meme attributed to him. Uh, the meme was, racism isn't getting worse. It's getting filmed. I love that. That is the best quote ever. And I, I agree with that. I do and, too. And there are so many people. And, and here's the thing that really bothers me. And, and again, you know, I'm looking at my own life. I've had this transition, especially since you and I have done this podcast, not just on race issues, but on every issue. And because I can look back and see where, you know, I felt differently. It is different in different parts of the country. There is more racism in some parts of the country than there is in others. You know, uh, I knew this couple, uh, black and white uh, intermixed couple, and they were in the military and they loved being stationed in California because it was so much better than, you know, when they'd get stationed in other parts of the country because of what's accepted here as opposed to what's accepted in other parts of the country. So when I see a bunch of white people, and most of the people I know are in California, right? Certainly not all of them, but most of them are. And they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, George Floyd was this criminal. And I'm like, well, does that mean his life wasn't worth anything? Like, you're telling me he was a criminal and, you know, he did this no to a difference to the argument. That's the thing. Whatsoever. It doesn't. I don't care what what he his, He was made in the image of God. And period. he was murdered. And he, he was, was murdered. murdered. Like, you it can watch eight and a half guy. minutes of yeah. it. Right. I mean, yeah. Hey, he was and, murdered. And even if he was resisting, oh, well, you know, if he's resisting arrest, you still don't murder him. And and this is this is where the police reform needs to happen. So for me, I, I kind of feel like you and I are no enemies to revolutions. I mean, shoot, man, like, the you know, at first with the writing and the protesting, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is great. Like protesting. Good. Even a little bit, a little bit of writing, I could see that. You know, a little bit of the people, you know. Uh, well, it depends on what some, you mean by that. You start well, stealing other people's property. Correct. No, that's that's, that's not cool. You want to tear up? You want to tear up a government building as a libertarian? Go for it. Tear up the government building. And this, <laughs> burn it this to the is ground. the thing. I have to be extremely. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Here. Don't burn anything to the ground. No, I did not. I have to be extremely careful here because, to a certain degree. There are certain things that a riot can do that sends a message, but anything that hurts people or crosses a line, and this is what I'm saying, is when it crosses a line where it's now doing something that is sinful, 
This is where I'm saying, be angry, do not sin. And so I, I don't think that at a certain point, we're, we're like, like, for example, the Boston Tea Harbor, right? Um, Boston Tea Party was what was invoked a few weeks back where people said, oh, remember this? You know, this is what, what revolutions do. And I'm not arguing for the revolu- you know, for the overthrowing of America at all, right? Um, but, you know, you, you start weighing all these different arguments. And I think what's happening right now is people are really polarizing. It may not even be over George Floyd. Right. I, th- I think the majority of people agreed on on George Floyd. But what's starting to happen now to me is that the body of Christ is starting to turn on one another and divide over the secondary issues surrounding yeah. the tragedy of George Floyd. And, and so what what do we do with the anger? That that's really the, the question today. What do we do? Because you may be on Facebook and social media and Twitter and there's just this rage. I, I, I've said this for years now, living outside of America and coming back to America, rage and anger is America's um, pastime. Moral outrage is, is what we do best, right? I, I would say more so than, than other cultures around the world. Um, outrage is our, our, our thing in emoting rather than thinking, than giving rational thought to someone. Hey, hey, leave Adam alone. No, it was DJ. <laughs> he, he was pointing out that racism is here in California. And I'm like, yeah, no doubt. That wasn't what oh I was trying gosh. to imply yeah. that it's not here. I'm saying it was better oh, here. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Racism is definitely. Yeah, no. And, you know, racism is a thing. I mean, gosh, man, like, like you, you got to be blind. And, and here's the thing. If you're a white person and, and again, we, we have to be careful because what I'm seeing right now, it, there is some racism being turned uh, uh, against white people as well, which, you know, that's a whole nother. And that, that's where I think even that subject where we're talking about the racism, um, racism is all around. Like if I come out of this hating white people, I'm still, I'm a racist, right? Like hating any particular people group because of their well, no, skin you can't, or ethnicity. You, you, you can't be racist if you hate white people because white people are evil. Well, and this is what I'm saying is that's where I think now that some of it is is being um, turned around some of the 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 moral outrage and some of the this is what I'm saying is these are secondary uh, issues to the actual killing of George Floyd. And, you know, the issue was black racism, which was there. And does that bring up the other is the racism against, you know, like DJ mentioned, everybody. Yes. There's racism all around. That is, I I like to remind people that the very first issue that ever hit the early church was racism. Right. Right. There was the, the division. I mean, the Bible, the Bible puts, it doesn't come out and say, and there was a racist issue. You know, it says there was a division amongst the Hellenists and the, and the Jews. Why? Racism, right? They, they didn't like each other. They just didn't like each other. They didn't get along. When I lived in Wales, the, the Welsh could not stand the English. And on the Ministry Ninja podcast I do with Barry, Barry was bringing this up, that this is brought up in him. He's had to really think through his racism as a Welsh person against English people because they also were a repressed people by the English. And they're still treated as second-class citizens in the UK by the English. Can you hear that generator? No. Okay, good. Because it's really loud on mine. But, um, but you know, and, and this is where I think 
that the kingdom of God comes through this. I believe that it, this is where the anger, as you feel these feelings of anger, you've got to look at them. You've got to start looking at it and analyzing them. There's a, there's a quote that I love, um, and it was by Elizabeth Elliot. She says, it is God to whom and with whom we travel. And while he is the end of our journey, he is also at every stopping place. By the way, that was my typing. So that, that let me just say that quote again. It is God to whom and with whom we travel. And while he is the end of our journey, he is also at every stopping place. So, so all along the way, as we're, as we're working through these issues of racism, um, anger, any emotion you have, you stop and you take it to God. What I'm seeing on Facebook is people are speaking before they're, they're thinking, they're, they're emoting and reacting in rage and anger. And I think there's an awful lot of sin on Facebook and, and uh, Twitter right now, as, as it says in the abundance or in the abundance of words, sin is not absent. Mm. Right. That's why for me recently, I've opted to be a little more silent, not because I'm, um, I'm not concerned, but because I, I'm more concerned about the anger that I feel is now secondary anger about secondary issues, but causing a huge amount of sin rather than the initial responses and reactions that I felt in the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, Pete, while you're spending all this time being angry <laughs> and trying not to sin. No, no, you can't leave it on that note. Okay. You can't leave it on that note. No, I'm just, it's, it's, it causes me deep in thought because uh, it, it, let me put it like this. Cause I know you got to go. Um, there, there is, there is absolutely a race issue nationwide here in California as well, DJ, right? Not trying to say it's not here in California. Um, some parts it's going to be more pronounced. And when we're talking specifically about white versus black, but then there are other issues, right? Uh, Mexican, Hispanic, Latino, whatever you want to, you know, call, uh, the ethnic group versus whichever other one, there's still issues there. Asian. I mean, there truly is a sin issue. Like that's the underlying thing is there's, there's, there's a sin issue. And it's, I mean, in some of us, uh, our beliefs are so ingrained. We just have to be okay with, stepping back for a minute and just saying, I need to think about this, you know, kind of like how you said Barry did, you know, Barry was like, all right, I'm going to take a moment and, you know, how do I, how do I think towards the English? How do I react towards the English? You know, because all of us, no matter what, what ethnicity you are, um, we all have issues, all of us, you know, and I think we do need to take that that time to to just stop for a minute and think about it. And and that's kind of what I'm saying is to allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Maybe right now, how everybody's saying like this is the time for listening and not speaking. 
I think it's okay. I think it's okay for, you know, like many of us spoke up in the beginning. And I think sometimes not knowing what to say is also okay. If you don't know what to say, it's probably best to be quiet. And I don't see that as silence anymore. At this point, I feel like, okay, there, there's, some, there's some complex issues here. And, and, and I don't know what to say about all these secondary things. Right. Um, so I'm listening. But also what, what you just brought up, and that is just to listen to the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm saying like that, that quote by Elizabeth Elliot where God is at every stop along the way. He's not the end of the journey. He's also at every, every rest stop. Um, you can be inviting him in. And when you feel that anger, anger is there for a reason. We have anger as kind of like a check, right? Anger, anger can serve, like I said, it's a neutral weapon, but God can also use anger. When you have anger, why am I angry? What am I feeling? You can stop and you can analyze that and you can invite God into that. Um, that's true of any emotion. I remember when I was going through uh, depression, um, so my counselor said, he goes, look, you're going to fight this. Is he going to feel like, oh, that's not me. I don't do that. I don't, I don't suffer that. I don't go through that. And he goes, that's your personality. That's what you'll do. But he goes, you know, take God with you. It, it's going to come for you like the tide. Let it take you, ride it out, but, but take God with you. As it's pulling you out into the ocean again, take, let it, take God with you into it. And um, that actually kind of was the beginning of the end. It was situational. It was after my mom died. Everyone around me was dying. It was terrible. And uh, my life was falling apart. And But taking God with me, finding him there. And I, I would just, for all of you out there, you're a church planner. You're, you're a gospel representative. You're, you're a minister of the gospel. You're an ambassador. Be careful. You know, um, the, like James says, um, <laughs> listen much. You know, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow to become angry, um, slow to speak and, and, and quick to listen. And then he says, and slow to become angry. It's funny how those two things kind of work towards that goal. So hmm. hope that helps you guys. It's okay to be silent at a certain point, right? You don't got to, you got to, don't got to keep raising your voice the whole time about all this. Every other second, racism. Yeah. Raise your voice on that. Um, and social injustice, raise your voice on that. All the other side arguments for and me, killing, I just killing and banning the ATF. Raise your voice on that. You know, I just, I think we can choose to, well, I'm going to be silent on this one because that's not the real issue. And that's what's happened. It's getting, and my heart for my black brothers too, is that, you know, a lot of the, the, the movement and sisters is <laughs> my wife in the background. Thank you. Um, but, but it's that I don't want to see, the good be hijacked by the bad. Mm. You know, there's a, I, I believe we're in one of those places where punctuated equilibrium society will move forward as a result of this. We'll be back here again. This was not, this will never be a once for all. Um, we'll be back here again, but let's hope that, that, you know, the damage that was done um, by those officers, uh, you know, um, to, to George Floyd, um, let's hope that the result of that is that social change that's needed happens. Right. You know? So, all right. Well, Hey Pete, while you're, while you're, <laughs> so Pete, tell me what you do for bookkeeping needs. There's no way to segue out of that. Right. So, well, I'm so grateful, Peyton, that, uh, that you took on this topic and you asked me because, 
now I've got to go think. I got to spend some some quality time thinking, and that means I don't have time to do my payroll taxes. I don't have time to worry about IRS compliance. I need simplifychurch.com. In fact, I'm going to reach out to Josh Henry at simplifychurch.com and ask for some help from Josh Henry at simplifychurch.com. Yep, simplifychurch.com. Check him out. They're going to help you with all your bookkeeping needs and all that jazz. That's their tagline. And all that jazz. That's what they say. Isn't it, Pete? <laughs> Pete helped write that marketing phrase for them, by the you way. You just so, gave uh, him a tagline. People are going to be like, and all that jazz, right? All that jazz. Be sure to say that to them when you call them up. Tell them Pete and Peyton sent you. And uh, actually, actually, no, it's Simplify Your Church. So Simplify Your Church. Thanks for joining us today on our podcast. This has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you, if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going. And do what nobody's doing. And by the way, along those lines, I have to say, Andrew and I sat and watched the raddest clip of this gospel preacher lady in the Chaz. And there was a demon-possessed guy come up to her, and she immediately changed tack and said, Spirit, you have no unclean spirit. And dude went, whoop. And he went, and took off. I'm telling you, dude, it was a hardcore. This lady, she was anointed. And you should have sent that to me. It. I want to see. I saved it on my Facebook video, so I'll uh, I'll send it over to you. It was it was, it was about maybe twenty minutes in. Um, it was just like you know how they they show long videos. It was it was tacked on, but I'll send it your way. So, all right, sure. guys, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Are you gonna give them the tagline? Do it again. Do the tagline. I did again. it. I did it. You did, did too it. long. You did too long. Oh, okay. Well, hey, this has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell. <laughs> if uh, uh, reminding you, uh, reminding myself, if you want to reach ones, nobody's reaching. You need to go where nobody's going like the Chaz and do what nobody's doing like that lady did. See ya. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Church